Today on episode number 596 of the School of Podcasting, I went out to PodCon, the first ever one in Seattle, and I'm back with some lessons to share. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology, face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. Not just, you know, you can go out and watch a bunch of old, outdated YouTube videos. I get you going in the right direction. The website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up, and that will save you on your fee. Well, I went out to PodCon. This is the first ever pod conference from the guys that do VidCon. That's the big deal here. Before I get to the conference, I want to talk about uh, not so much a bad airplane experience, although I had one, but it was mainly due to fog and how this ties into podcasting. Uh, I wasn't allowed to, to actually land in Seattle because the fog was too thick and we were running out of gas. So they flew us up to something called Payne Field, which I thought was a really good name in this case where I sat for three and a half hours, where they're like, hey, guys, guess what? You're not going to make it to Seattle tonight. We're going to send you to Portland, which is Oregon, which for those of you outside the U.S. is in the wrong direction, to which we're all going, hey, can we just get off the plane and take like an Uber? And they're like, nope, because it wasn't really an airport. It was actually like a Boeing, like where they make the planes is where we landed, which was kind of bizarre. And they're like, yep, you're going to Portland. Oh, but we got to wait on your paperwork. Oh, wait, hold on. You're going back to Seattle. Hey, guess what? You're going to Portland. Hey, what? You're going. They kept changing and changing. And so finally they said, folks, we've been told there's no way you're going to make it Seattle tonight. We've got your paperwork. We're taking off for Portland. So we go out to the runway. We take off. We go head towards Portland. And guess what? Three minutes into the flight, the captain comes back on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I know it's I know it's been a crazy night tonight, but uh, uh, we're going to uh, we've been cleared to land in Seattle. So I'm going to turn around and land the plane before they change their mind again. So I was actually able to get back to Seattle. Now you're like, Dave, what does this have to do with podcasting again? When they said, we're going to send you to Portland, they didn't answer the question, what are we going to do when we get there? Are you guys going to, are you going to rent a bus and bus us back to Seattle? Are you going to put us up in a hotel? Are you going to feed us? Because uh, the cookies and water isn't actually going too far. United Airlines, by the way. And they didn't tell us. And this is why I think when you start a show, like today I said, hey, you're going to you're gonna learn about PodCon. Now, I can tell you since you're still listening at this point, there's some lessons in here. We're going to play because of my podcast story in just a second. But in the same way that if you're in the city and you see a bus coming at you and there's nothing on the front of the bus that says, hey, I'm going to, you know, 17th Street and you need to go on 17th Street. But this this bus just says um, nothing. It's blank. You're not getting on that that bus. And so I can say from firsthand experience, most people do not like it when they don't know where they're going or what's going to happen. Not many people are interested in the, in the hey, I'll take the mystery bus. Roll up. Yeah, no, they're not going to do that. So that was the first lesson. Now, PodCon, he said, moving the microphone, is from John and Hank Green. They have a huge YouTube channel at Vlog Brothers. They have three million YouTube subscribers. What's interesting, and if you ever wondered why SoundCloud is losing money like water, 
Uh, these guys host on SoundCloud, which is kind of interesting because that's one of the worst choices you can pick to host your podcast. Why? Because they've lost hundreds of millions of dollars. They laid off 40% of their U.S. staff. They fired their CEO. And in general, um, they haven't updated to the new iTunes tags. I could go on. It's not a good choice. But on SoundCloud, now these are SoundCloud stats, so take them for what it's worth. 24.6 thousand followers. And their last episode, uh, 26.7 thousand downloads. And again, those are SoundCloud stats, which are not always the most accurate things on the planet. That's just two of the guys that started it. And what it turns out is that there are other people, and these are names that I've never heard of. And it's the other one is McElroy, he said, turning to the back of his manual so he can tell you all the people that created this lovely thing. Because the the interesting thing about that was we're going to talk about a new level of celebrity. It really was amazing. They had about a thousand people, I would say, at this event. I went into the main, it was kind of like podcast movement numbers. Uh, If you've ever been to podcast movement, they had a huge uh, main room with two giant like screens on the side. It looked like an old Bon Jovi concert that you might go to. And um, it was in Seattle. The other thing that was interesting about this is the fact that, A, it was very female-oriented, lots and lots of young females, and lots and lots of young male people. I felt like a very old, I'm old in this thing. And so Hank Green was the president and co-founder, Jeffrey Cranor. Joseph Fink is the guy behind Welcome to Nightville. And then Justin McElroy, along with Travis McElroy, are the co-founders. So the McElroy, this is a name that apparently is like the Beatles in YouTube land. So if I type in McElroy Brothers here into YouTube... And they do a show called My Brother, My Brother, and Me is uh, one of their shows. They do apparently a few shows. And as I look at their channel, they have 50,000, I love autoplay, 50,000 subscribers to My Brother, My Brother, and Me podcast. And I'm just here to say that when these folks came on the platform, so they got announced. And the place went crazy like it was a rock concert, like a legit, oh my gosh, it's Bono and the Edge, let's go nuts. It was amazing. And what was interesting about this is they had all the the people that I just listed out there, and as well as some other people that they had invited, some of their friends, and they're asking them questions. And it's when I realized that, This is the world of audio dramas in many cases. And I don't listen to audio dramas, nothing against them. But this crowd was like a bubble. Like I'm in the, you know, podcast about podcasting bubble. This was the audio drama, true crime, horror world. And all these people were on the exact same page because they asked these, everybody there, like, what was the weirdest job you've ever had? And they get to the last guy and I don't know who it was. And he said, youth pastor. And 
words cannot explain how this crowd of about a thousand people erupted with laughter, like belly laughing, like almost falling out of your chair, laughter. I stood in the back going, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know why that's funny, but it was such an inside joke and it was so painfully obvious that I was on the outside looking in. And so that was my whole thing for this conference. I went out uh, to kind of just see what it was about. And I knew at that point, I need to get to understand not so much the people on stage, but the people that are here. Who are who are these listeners, in the words of uh, Jerry Seinfeld? And so that was the first thing that I was like, wow, these guys are majorly, majorly just like hero, not hero worshipped. I don't want to say worshipped. That's a weird word that makes people go crazy. But just a, a level of fan engagement that was not something I'd seen at any podcast conference. So that was kind of uh, interesting. Um, so it was, again, John and Hank Green, Joseph Fink from Welcome to Night Vale, uh, Justin and Travis McElroy. And uh, so th- that was that. And now the second takeaway that I got was being a, a person that is over five zero. I walked into the vendor area and saw my first person that was in a costume. And I found out later that we don't call them costumes. We call it cosplay. Because in the same way that comic books aren't comic books, even though kind of they are, uh, they're graphic novels. So that person wasn't dressed up like an elf. They were doing a cosplay. And from the outsider's point of view, you might go, why is that 20-year-old person dressed up like an elf? And, you know, it's because it's cosplay. And from an outsider standpoint, you might go, that's weird. Until I realized that when I went to concerts, when I was in my 20s, we had a uniform. It didn't include elf ears and a witch hat, but it did include tennis shoes, a set of blue jeans, typically a black shirt, and then maybe some sort of cool leather wristband with some studs on it. And uh, for those of us that had it, uh, big hair, uh, for the females at the time, lots of hairspray, really big hair. And we looked a little goofy, probably to people on the outside. But, and when I go to Podcast Movement, when I go to PodFest down in Florida, when I go to DZ PodFest, all these different events, I'm with my peeps. And I know I can look at anybody in an elevator and go, so tell me about your podcast because they're there. Because I know they're a podcaster. That's no different than somebody walking in with a red cape and some elf ears and a hat and then seeing somebody else across the the hall dressed up in a knight's uh, uniform, like a a suit of armor kind of thing, and go, that's one of my peeps. So from the outside looking in, it's a little confusing, but these people are like, oh my gosh, this is my community. So that was the other thing because there are a lot of loyal people podcast listeners, but this was a very obvious sign of major fan engagement. These weren't your casual listeners. These are the people that are like, oh man. And I, at one point I walked in this big area and there were probably, I don't know, making this up, probably 150 people all dressed up and they were all engaging with each other and talking about how they made their costumes. It was this bonding thing. 
So I thought that was kind of interesting. And it's kind of like, as I looked at this and the, the podcasts that were there, Nightville, uh, you know, the McElroy brothers, all these people, it reminded me a little bit of the Lollapalooza tour that used to go around where you'd get these kind of alternative bands that weren't really huge. Some of them were, you know, the Chili Peppers, things like that. But in many cases, it was kind of independent bands that had a very niche audience. And maybe if they went out touring on their own, it might not have worked. But in this case, you bring them all together and not only do your fans get to see their favorite, you know, bands, but a lot of little poos, it's a whole community and, and friendships are made there and your audience gets to interact together. And that's a lot of what this particular conference was about. It was designed for listeners. That wasn't by accident. And then they had some sessions about podcasting, which I will talk about in a second. But the community of seeing everybody come together and it was also the other thing that I look at and go, well, yeah, I knew that, but I didn't think about it when I walked in. This was in, in Seattle. This is West Coast things. And we know that there are certain things that are more predominant on the West Coast. And in this case, creativity was off the hook. They had a, a station where you can scrapbook and make a flyer for a mock podcast. They had board games, which I guess is a thing that you do at Comic-Con and Dragon-Con, where if you wanted to play board games, so we're talking heavy, heavy uh, Dungeons and Dragons kind of stuff here, you could do that. They had a a white board, basically a giant four-sided white, like, it was like a white cube uh, about seven feet tall that you could just draw on with a Sharpie. So it was very, very creative, very thinking outside of the box. And that's where I had to look at it and go, wow, this is this is not like any other podcast conference I've ever been to. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It was just way, way different. And again, it uh, it was because this was geared towards listeners and some content creators. So and they had signings for people. And this is, again, where I said this is a whole different level of celebrity. So. The uh, the brothers, Hank and John Green, they had a signing where you could come. John Green actually writes books. He's a, a New York Times bestselling author. He's had a lot of movies turned into a lot of books turned into movies. And so there was a time when you could get your books signed with them. And there was an asterisk that said, hey, you can come meet Hank Green at whatever, three o'clock or something like that. But you could only go into that that. Uh, meet and greet, for lack of a better phrase, if you had won a lottery ticket. So there's so many fans for these people that you had to have a lottery to see how many of the 200 people at the meet and greet would actually get to meet him. And I went, that's a new kind of celebrity here. But, and you might be sitting there thinking, ah, it's just a bunch of YouTubers. No, it's, it, and I'm kind of weird on this one. People argue is, is a YouTube a podcast? And technically it's not because it doesn't have an RSS feed and it's not in iTunes, but we're both YouTubers and podcasters are content creators that are dying to make content that engages our audience. And John Green said something in a session I went to that was very, I was like, that's a good point. There is, you can connect with people on a wide range. And he brought up the example of NCIS. He goes, everybody and their brother, especially apparently females, like to watch NCIS. 
Maybe it's the Mark Harmon factor. I don't know. But NCIS does not affect people in a deep level. It reaches a wide audience, and they love the show. But you don't have people going, oh, did you see the last NCIS at, at the you know work the next day? And it's not affecting their lives the way that some of these shows did. And I'm going to play a clip here from, and that's, again, I felt ancient in this this particular uh, crowd because there were a lot of millennials, which means a lot of the things they say sound like questions. I'm not sure why that is. What did you have for breakfast? I had mashed potatoes, uh, gravy, and uh, they do that, which is fun. And it's very, very cute. And so I had these young ladies in front of me and they've been podcasting for four episodes. And if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, one of the things that will happen, and I've said this over and over and over, you're going to be seen as an expert and you will end up talking to people that you might not really have any, uh, oh, what's the word? There's no way you should be talking to these people, maybe, depending on who you are but they will still talk to you because you have a podcast. So this is from the floor. Uh, I will send it over to me and the ladies. And I'm here on the floor at the very first PodCon in Seattle, Washington, with the lovely Kira and Mackenzie from the Tell Me Everything podcast, which I can find at... iTunes. On iTunes. iTunes or at Squarespace at TellMeEverythingPodcast.com. There we go. TellMeEverythingPodcast.com. I'm going to give you a tip when this is over. Okay. But the cool thing is you guys are on episode number... Four tomorrow. You said you started off, you're going to interview people, yeah. like your friends, about what they're passionate about. But what was the fun thing that you found out about podcasting when you started it? Yeah, so we at first were like, let's just talk to our friends. And then we had a couple of people that we had heard about online. And we were like, let's just email them and see if they'd be willing to talk to us. And everyone says yes. Everyone's like, absolutely, I want to talk to you. Especially for our podcast, because we're just talking to people about what they're most passionate about. And so people are so willing to say, like, 100% yes. What can I do to help you guys? And that's been so helpful. Cool. And you said the the guest that you didn't think was going to say yes that did was who? Um, we just interviewed Celine Beth Calderon. She's the director of the Theodore documentary that's hopefully coming out in 2019. Um, she was so incredible and so sweet. And it was just it's really cool because it's been a lot of like I don't know like that mutual support. And I think podcasting is a really cool space for that. That like creators are so willing to help each other and that we all recognize like how hard it is to start out so there's been a lot of a lot of support for it it's been great if you could only listen to one podcast like a show not an episode yeah what would it be and why we probably will say the same one i would say my favorite murder it's a true crime podcast but it's more than a podcast and that they've done this really beautiful job and created creating a community um, of people who are just so supportive and they care about social issues, and they're always striving to see it as more than just a, like talking about true crime. They're really creating this really wonderful community that brought Ken's and I together as friends. So definitely my favorite murder. Is that, is that your answer? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Okay, so how do they build this community? Well, I mean, it was all on accident, which is kind of funny because yeah. we keep joking that we're failing upward a little bit. <laughs> um, and Karen and Georgia, the hosts of My Favorite Murder, you know, it just started because they love true crime and they're fascinated by it and they found that out about each other. And it's like, I always thought I was weird. This is awesome. Let's have a podcast about it. And now, I mean, I think I started listening when the Facebook group was at like maybe 2,000 people and now there's like 200,000 people yeah. or something wild like that. And it has just been so, so incredible. And I think one way that they've built this community is that they've tied 
this like fascination with true crime to mental health and they've tied it to like their own experience with like anxiety and depression and I think as women there's like so much to find there because I know we've talked about this we have anxieties about being attacked and that's yeah. like really unique to our experience in the world and so anyway and I for us like being invested in true crime stories is a way to like reclaim that anxiety okay um so yeah it's it's a really and it's funny they're hilarious they're so funny yeah cool. Well, Kira and Mackenzie, again, where can we find, what's your website? Our website is tellmeeverythingpodcast.com, and you can listen there, or we're also on iTunes, Tell Me Everything Podcast. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. They were very, very sweet, and I threw that question on there at the end. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know, come December 25th, we'll have a whole episode based on that question, but I went ahead and threw that in here so you could kind of get a glimpse of the audience, and you'll see how... They're identifying. They are. That's engaging content. These people are talking about something, and we're worried about being attacked, and we can identify with this, and they're talking about stuff that we want to hear, and that really is the bottom line, and these guys apparently know their audience and are giving them exactly what they want. So I was helping Chris Kermitsos from podfest.us. He had a, a booth there to promote his event, which is going to be, by the way, February 8th through the 10th. Go to podfest.us. That's also where I'll be getting roasted. And uh, while we're talking about that, also in February, I will be at Social Media Marketing World leading a panel on how to make money with podcasting, which leads me to, and that the I'll have links to all these out in the show notes out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 596. Social Media Marketing World is February 28th through March 2nd. But I went to some panels because I was trying to figure out, okay, who is here? Because when I was helping Chris with his booth, I had to ask people, not, are you a podcaster? I had to ask them, are you a content creator? Because in many cases, these were people that were into YouTube. And I'm trying to figure out, is this something that Libsyn, which is a media hosting company, stands for Liberated Syndication, uh, they might come in the future and sponsor a table. And I am an employee for Lipson. So I was kind of on a scouting uh, expedition. And I would ask uh, everybody that came up, you know, who who are you? Why are you here? Kind of thing. And I would say that two people were podcasters. Two people were what Chris deemed pod curious, which means they're thinking about maybe starting a podcaster. And then the other six were pretty much diehard listeners. So again, that's that was the purpose of the event, was to bring listeners together. But I thought, well, how am I going to tell if there are any podcasters or want to be podcasters here. So I went to some sessions that were geared for podcasters, not so much to hang out with the hosts and things like that. So I went to one about equipment and I was really amazed uh, because I've already bashed SoundCloud once in this, but the, the person that was doing the session and I need to dig out his name, to be honest with you, I know he was um, he's involved with the Holy effing science network in some way. And he was, he said he recommended for media host SoundCloud because he likes the interface or Podomatic, which by the way, if you host on Podomatic, it sounds great, but they're free. But if you want to later leave, you have to pay to get your feed redirected. That's not very nice. Uh, I think he also threw in Libsyn and maybe Podbean. So he had some okay in there. No mention of blueberry, uh, or, or Spreaker, uh, who were, you know, also at that point, uh, 
vendors at the show, but he, his main thing was SoundCloud. And then when people asked about microphones, everybody knows what I'm going to say here, right? You do. You've heard this show. You know the microphone that everybody recommends, and I kind of go, ugh, that's right. He started talking about blue microphones, and I'm, I'm standing in the back. I'm leaning against the back of the wall because there were 200 people, probably 250 people in this room. It was a big room, and it was packed. And I said, please don't say Blue Yeti. And he said, uh, the Blue Yeti is a great microphone. And that's not a lie, but you need to tell people it's a Blue micro- Blue Yeti is not a bad microphone. Not my first choice, by the way, if you know how to use it. There are settings on that that can make that microphone sound really bad. He didn't say that. And I was kind of like, I don't want to be that. I, I don't want to be that guy when I'm doing a, a live speaking event and somebody stands up and asks a question to kind of show me that they know more than I do, you know, and look at me, I'm such a smarty pants. I didn't want to be that guy. So I went up after the session and said, Hey, his, his name was Nick something. If I remember right, I said, did you know about the financial issues with SoundCloud? The fact they've lost hundreds of millions of dollars is like, yeah, I know. I probably should have mentioned that. And I was like, yeah. Uh, so I it wasn't a bad session. But that was some some information that, in my opinion, not the best. And that's the problem. It's an opinion. For this guy, he's using SoundCloud, loves it. And I'm like, if you're not worried about the, you know, sun going down on SoundCloud, then by all means, I just, that would not be that. And my favorite microphone, by the way, Audio-Technica ATR2100 or ATR2005. Go over to bestpodcastinggear.com if you want to check that out. So that was kind of interesting. And then I went to the monetization session and the person in the middle. And again, I don't have their names. I guess I could look it up, but uh, it, it almost doesn't matter. They announced that the combined, the combined experience on the monetization panel was two and a half years combined. And it wasn't a bad session. They had some good points. But the part that I thought was really interesting is they brought up two ways to make money. And I will say I really, really liked it. And I'm going to repeat that here. You don't have to make money with your podcast. You just don't. If you just want to do it for fun, don't let anybody throw shade on you because you're not making money with your podcast. You don't have to. So I really like the fact that they made that point. But then they came up with here's how you make money in podcasting. And the first one was sponsorship, which for the record... Not many people can pull that off Yeah, if you want to have a big sponsor. And the second one was Patreon. And the third one was, oops, there wasn't a third one or fourth one or a fifth one. Because you could have said affiliate marketing. You could have said sell your own product. You could have said donations. There are other ways to give money to people besides Patreon. But I then looked at my audience. And many of them were doing cosplay. And they may not, it's not the entrepreneurial kind of people that are going to go out and make their own product. So maybe that's not a bad thing to not suggest. To me, I always like to present all the information and let you decide what's relevant to you. So I was a little surprised at that. So it wasn't a horrible session. I was just like, hmm, I would have brought in some other people that might have had a little more experience. And The speakers that I saw, I only knew one, and he did such a great job, and that was Drew Ackerman, and 
he was on a panel and I got to meet him again. This is the guy that does the sleep with me podcast. And we were staying at Chris Kermitzos's sister-in-law's house, which was very, very nice. By the way, she's a lovely family and, and Anthony, and they took us on the town. I got to go out to, uh, saw a little bit of, uh, the town with Rob Greenlee from Spreaker and Todd Cochran from Blueberry and Mackenzie from Blueberry. We went downtown uh, one evening, but I uh, got to hang out with Drew. And by the way, Drew, uh, or, or I should say Sophia. Yes, uh, I got to hang out with your dad. So I, he was telling me about Sophia and I gave her a sticker. She got a school of podcasting sticker. So make sure your dad doesn't forget to give you that. And um, such a nice guy. So there were some talented panelists but I didn't see any of the typical. And that, again, doesn't mean it's wrong. It may be by design. But for me, from my background, I was kind of like, hmm, I would have pulled in somebody else. So they weren't bad sessions. Some of the advice I thought was not the greatest. But all in all, it was an interesting conference. And I learned a lot about the fact that there is a whole other world in podcasting that doesn't list their show. There was no like elves on fire. There was no dungeons and, and dragons this, this week in dungeons and dragons. There wasn't any of that. These are people that are super creative and it was an entire gigantic world. And I was like, okay, the one thing that I thought was interesting is you heard when I was talking with the, the previous lovely ladies about their show and they brought up mental health. And I talked to another lovely female who was all of probably 23 and she brought up mental health again. And so I was talking from, uh, to Sarah who does the girl in space show who only has like a handful of episodes out and has like thousands, like tens of thousands of downloads. I don't want to give away her complete stats because I don't know if I have permission to do that. She's got a lot of downloads for a handful of episodes and it's taking off. And so she brought over another um, younger kind of person. And I said, you know, I've noticed that the people I'm talking to are, are bringing up health issues. And I go, do, do, for lack of a better phrase, and I'm, I'm painting with a really wide brush here. So I'm, I don't want to, can you, I'm just, I'm just, I'm painting with the big giant brush I got. Because I don't know enough here to paint with the the detail brush. I said, is it a case where millennials are, they all have health issues? Or do you identify, is this, and she goes, well, it's not a badge of, a badge of honor. She goes, but yes, uh, myself and all my friends are depressed. And I found that sad, obviously. I don't want people to be depressed. But it gave me insights into kind of the the mindset of the people at this particular event. And if they're, let's just go with that. They're all depressed. Well, then you would love this fiction stuff because it takes you away from kind of reality. It gives your brain a break from whatever it is that's got you depressed, which would then explain the high amount of engagement with this audience. So that was an insight. I, I was like, okay, that's a little different. Two last points I want to make here as I start to wrap things up is wrong. I said this backwards. Two other points I want to make here as I wrap things up. Different does not equal wrong. So I walked in, started seeing people dressed in armor and elf ears, 
And I was like, well, that's different. Different does not equal wrong. Keep that in mind. And I had to step back and say, oh, okay, this is not like any other conference I've been to. What does this enable me to do? I'm not working a booth, really. I was helping Chris out a little, but I wasn't really there to work a booth. What does this enable me to do? This enables me to go find out about this whole group of listeners and why are they into podcasting? What makes these rabid fans so rabid? I wasn't able to talk to any of the speakers besides Drew because Drew's the best. He gave me a, 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 you know, let's do that now. Drew said something in his session that was really, really good. And it's a simple thing you can do to help grow your audience. So let's say somebody emails me and says, hey, Dave, I've been listening since 2010. Love everything you do. Got a question for you. I answer it. I need to put in that email. Thanks so much for listening. How did you find out about me? And if that person says, oh, my cousin Carl does the Carl show about smelt show. Well, then I go look up Carl's house of smelt and go over to Carl and go, hey, Carl, I understand you're a listener of the show. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm deeply honored that you listen to my show. By the way, how did you find out about my show? And just keep thanking everyone and just find out how people are finding your show and do more of that. I thought that was a great, super simple tip of growing your audience. And I was like, man, that's, he's the man. Drew is the man. So it was very cool that Drew was there. But the other people, the other speakers, you really couldn't get in front of. They were off limits. They would kind of run in like the Beatles. People would scream and shout. They would do their thing. And the last session I went to, it was amazing because I sat kind of near the front. And when it was done, I went up to the front, not to meet them because I couldn't even get close, but just to watch the reaction of their fans. And this one girl went up to them and she's like, oh my gosh, I am such a huge fan. And she's got like a, a notebook. I don't know if she was going to ask for an autograph or a selfie or what. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm, and she just literally was, I mean, there's fanboy and then there's like extreme fanboy or in this case, fangirl. And it was interesting watching that. Again, kind of a new level of engagement. Consequently, a new level of fandom and a new level of connection. So that was kind of interesting. So again, different does not equal wrong. When you're in a new situation, what does that enable you to do? So for me, I was like, look, I'm surrounded by listeners. I don't know. How often am I surrounded by people who don't podcast and they're just listeners? Let's find out what's really going on with them. So take advantage of those times when you're like, oh, this is what I wanted. Okay, fine. But what does that enable you to do then? You're in a different situation. What does that enable you to do? That probably means you can do something you've never been able to do. So thanks so much for tuning in. In the future, here are some, uh, because I had a a three-hour layover in Seattle, some things that I'm going to be doing on the show include, there were a couple episodes that came out from friends of mine like Emily over at the Story Behind podcast and Carrie Green over at uh, podcastfasttrack.com couple episodes they did that really stood out, and I'm going to be talking about those in the future. I'm going to be talking about what's the easiest podcast to create. Like, if you really wanted to do one and just, like, you want the beginner version, how do you do that? We'll be talking about that. And, of course, at the end of the year, I'll be doing my favorite podcast episode, which that's already, the deadline's already passed for that. So if you didn't submit it, um, 
sorry, but that that's in the process of being edited as we speak. We heard one today that I threw in because I asked them on the floor, but those are some things coming up. And I'd also like to hear what you would like to talk about in uh, 2018. And speaking of 2018, do you know what's coming up very, very soon? Because we're like halfway through December, and that is, and we've got just a few slots left. Go over to podcastingin6weeks.com. This is a, it's a live group coaching. So it's kind of like one-on-one coaching with like a couple other people. It might as well be one-on-one coaching because I'm keeping this class very small because I want that. I I don't, I want to make a deep connection. We talked about earlier where you can have a a wide connection, but not very deep. I want to have just a few people that I can really, really like hold your hand, how I can work side by side with you, sweating with you as we dig the road to success for your podcast. So we meet every uh, week for six weeks, go to podcasting in six weeks.com and you'll see a list of the courses. We're going to go through how to plan your podcast, how to pick the right equipment, how to get your website going, how to publish to iTunes and things of that nature, podcasting in six weeks.com. And in addition, I don't know if I mentioned this before, not only do you get that course, you get a year subscription to the School of Podcasting. So you're going to get those six weeks of live coaching. With the School of Podcasting, you get two live sessions every month. So you'll get even more live coaching. So if you're worried about being alone, oh, I would start a podcast, but I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just going to sit there and do the wrong. No, you're not. You are not alone. Because you're going to have the live group coaching with the School of Podcasting. You're going to have the the private Facebook group and, of course, the primary email support uh, with me where I will be. I I don't have any assistance. This is me and you. I will be answering your questions directly at the School of Podcasting. And if you're like, Dave, you know, the podcasting in six weeks thing sounds cool. Maybe a little bit out of your budget. That's fine. Just come over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Same thing. You get this, the live coaching twice a month private uh, Facebook group, as well as priority email support. And you can sign up for a year. You can sign up for a month or you can just buy a single class if you want to. That's at schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Or like I said, podcasting in six weeks.com, which is going to be starting in January. So if you're going to join, now's the time to join. If you have any questions about any of these, I really, I, I was explaining to people when I was answering questions at uh, PodCon, that's how I scratch my itch by helping people launch their podcast, by helping people plan their podcast, by helping people grow their podcast. That's really, it just scratches every itch I have as a person who's been helping people understand technology for over 20 years. And if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the school of podcasting until then class is dismissed. Take care. And God bless. If you could only listen to one podcast, and this is why I have earbuds in, because that just popped the crap out of that.